Hi everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. When it comes to working with any effects or grading in your sequence, at some point there will be the requirement to render your results. Now you may be thinking to yourself, what is the point about watching a video on how to render? Well, the render button is available in the effects environment as well as the timeline view. But in Flame 2019, a series of render options have been introduced that may make you consider rendering as an interactivity and performance enhancer. This is the main focus of this video, and this will certainly enable you to work faster, especially with heavy grading and VFX work. This video is not footage specific, so you can use your own media to follow along. Now the render button is always located to the left of the interface. You could just click the button as you work through your shots, but there are three render options that you may want to consider. Click and hold the render button to expose the pull down menu. You still have the usual options to render full resolutions, proxies, and burn and background reactor are also available when configured. But now you have render current, render up to, and render all. If you just want to render the entire effects pipeline matching previous versions of Flame, just use Render All. However, the other two options definitely offer you a few advantages. Render Current and Render Up To are selection based. So, for example, I'm looking at the Storyboard Context view and I'll select a shot in the storyboard that has multiple timeline effects. Now I'll select the 2D transform in the middle of the effects pipeline. When you click Render Current, only the 2D transform timeline effects will render. All the other timeline effects in the effects pipeline remain unrendered. As a visual indication, the timeline effects use similar rendering indications matching the timeline view. For instance, the black solid line shows a completely rendered timeline effects. The dotted line will show you a partially rendered timeline effects, and the colors of the indicators will also vary if you're using proxies or full resolution media. The only indication we don't show is if the timeline effects is unrendered compared to the timeline view where an unrendered segment has a white line. So, what's the benefit of having a rendered timeline effects in the middle of the effects pipeline? Well, I mentioned that this video is about interactivity and performance. Essentially, by rendering this 2D transform timeline effects, it is cached. So, any timeline effects you apply after this one will use the rendered frames instead of reprocessing the effect every frame for interactivity or rendering. So, you should find that your performance and interactivity improves when using other timeline effects further down the effects pipeline. Now, if you make changes to the rendered timeline effects or any timeline effects preceding this one, everything will unrender as expected and you could render it again. As a large bonus, the new render functionality has been expanded to the multi selection. By that I mean if you select an unrendered timeline effects and then do a multi selection of clips using the storyboard, if the clips in the multi selection all contain the same timeline effects, when you choose to render current, only the 2D transform in each of the segments will be rendered. 
So if you know you've used specific timeline effects for grading or VFX, and you want to cache it on every segment in the sequence, you can just select all and render current. This doesn't matter where the selected timeline effects falls in each selected thumbnail. Another huge advantage of multi-selection and render current is that it also works in the timeline view. So even though you can't use batch effects in the effects environment, you could still select and render multiple batch effects throughout the sequence via the timeline. That means when you come to the effects environment with segments containing a batch effects, the batch effects processing won't slow your interactivity as it's already rendered and cached. So this is quite a performance enhancing workflow. Now I'll select this 2D transform timeline effects and flush the render through the contextual menu. The third rendering option in the pull down menu is to render up to. This is similar to render current whereby you need to select a timeline effects and render it. The only big difference is this time the preceding timeline effects will also render with the current selection. So the image timeline effects and bloom timeline effects will also be rendered with the 2D transform. You would do this if you're almost certain that the timeline effects are not going to change. The benefit is if you change a rendered timeline effects in the middle of the effects pipeline, only that timeline effects and any rendered ones after it will unrender. So if you were to select and adjust the bloom timeline effects, it will unrender and so will the 2D transform timeline effects. However, the image timeline effects will remain rendered. The next time you process the effects pipeline, only the unrendered timeline effects will need processing and not the image timeline effects. So less processing combined with faster render time. Once again, this functionality and render contextual menus are also available in the timeline view. Now the current set of videos, which focus on the general effects environment, should provide you with enough training to get to grips with the overall workflow. More workflow and feature videos will be added in the future. But now, the next few videos in the series will feature the image timeline effects, followed by the master grade color grading toolset. Don't forget to check out the other features, workflows and enhancements to Flame 2019. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos and thanks for watching. Oh,